Like the town itself, Hotel San Luis Obispo is a cultural crossroad where an adventure becomes a life well lived. Located steps from downtown, Hotel San Luis Obispo is the perfect jumping off point for Central Coast adventures. Head to the rooftop for sips and small plates amidst lush planted greenery with stellar views over rolling hills. With quintessential California beach towns just up the road, Hotel San Luis Obispo is both a destination and an experience. Top off your day with a curated list of the best wines from the Central Coast at Ox and Anchor, a classic steakhouse with a modern twist. Call 805-235-0700. That's 805-235-0700. Or go to hotel-slo.com. That's hotel-slo.com. Hotel-slo.com. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Friday here on the program, weekend edition of the show. We got a lot to get into here today, including, as we'll get into after the next break, the death of Tiny Lister. And this coming Sunday... We are reviewing a Saturday night's main event, and he just happens to be all over the show. Tiny Lister, of course, played the role of Zeus in No Holds Barred, a famous Hulk Hogan movie from the 80s, and they came up with this idea that Zeus, the actual character from the movie, was going to come to WWE and attack Hulk Hogan. Angry about something that happened on the set or some such nonsense. And of course, he was an actor, not a wrestler. And so, God bless the guy, it was not a very good feud at all. Well, the matches in particular were not very good. But we'll talk about the actual professional wrestling stuff on Sunday. Today we will talk about the life of Zeus. We also have a lot of other news. The ratings for AEW and NXT. AEW, gigantic numbers on Wednesday night. Not just the number of viewers, which a lot of people are fixated on. I'm probably part of the problem because I just post the actual numbers every Wednesday or every Thursday and everybody gets upset. But the demo numbers for Dynamite were sky high. And they were, in fact, high enough that in men 18 to 49. AW Dynamite was the number one thing on cable on Wednesday night. In persons 18 to 49, AW Dynamite was the number two show on all of cable on all of Wednesday. So we'll talk about all these numbers and a bunch of other news as well. WWE injuries, a big UFC lawsuit, Kenny Omega, and so much more. Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live.
Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Very sad today to report the death of Tiny Lister, a.k.a. Zeus. He was a famous actor, over 220 roles in television and film. And early in his career, one of those roles was Zeus in a Hulk Hogan movie called No Holds Barred. And they came up with this wacky idea that... Not Tiny Lister, by the way, but Zeus the character 
was upset with Hulk Hogan about the way that Hogan, I guess, had treated him on the set of No Holds Barred. So he invaded the World Wrestling Federation to take out his anger on Hulk Hogan. And I just watched the Saturday night's main event where he debuted. And he just showed up and he starts choking Hulk. And he booted him and it was like well beyond horrible. And the movie hadn't even come out yet. So they started shooting the wrestling angle before the movie came out. I guess because they thought this big scary guy shows up and beats up Hulk Hogan before this cage match with the boss man. And then, like, everyone's going to be so interested that they're going to go watch the movie. This didn't work out very well. But anyway, so he had a six-month pro wrestling feud in WWE with Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Randy Savage, and they headlined SummerSlam, and then they wrestled at Survivor Series, and then they had one more big match at the end of the year, and that was pretty much it for Zeus. Although, believe it or not, six months later, he actually did a match for WWC. And then he actually came back because when Hulk Hogan went to World Championship Wrestling, there was like this deal where Hogan brought in all of his buddies, and he feuded with everybody from the 80s. And here we are, 1996. God bless Tiny Lister. It's not his fault. But he was involved in one of the worst matches in the history of wrestling when Hulk Hogan brought in Zeus and a guy that they actually called the Final Solution before changing his name. And they had a triple-decker Cage of Doom match, which was ungodly horrible. And, of course, Hulk Hogan won. And that was pretty much the end of... He was Zigangsta if I recall correctly, in World Championship Wrestling. But, of course, if you're a wrestling fan, I mean, if those are your memories of Tiny Lister, I mean, sucks to be this poor guy because he actually was very, very talented. In the, and he played the same role in virtually every film because he looked like Zeus. He looked like Tiny Lister. But apparently, earlier this year, he came down with COVID, and he beat it. And then about a week ago, he was suffering COVID symptoms again, and things were bad enough that he canceled some appearances that he had. I think it was a, a TV show he was filming and, and maybe a game show or something like that. I can't remember everything that he was doing, but he canceled it. And, of course, his manager was very concerned because he did not cancel anything. And they hadn't heard from him for a couple of days, and they did a wellness check, and Tiny Lister was dead. And so we're still waiting the official cause of death. It may have been COVID. It may not have been COVID. Officially, right now, it's natural causes. But very sad story. Another person taken in 2020. And that was the wrestling story of Zeus and Zagangsta. And is there anything you'd like to add, Mike? Not much to add to that, uh, except for, I guess, a little wrestling factoid about that movie, too. For those people who never saw it, they will be surprised, as Brian Rose was last night on Twitter, to find out that Stan the Lariat Hansen makes an appearance in the movie. Uh, Bill Eady, who was Demolition Axe and the Max uh, Mass Superstar, uh, also is in it. And Joe Ledoux is in it. And I think that's who he got a cup of coffee out of that deal in the WWF as the headbanger, Joe Ledoux. But they're all in it. And Jeep Swenson actually was in it, too. You talk about Z Gangster and WCW. Jeep Swenson was the ultimate solution in that horrible match with the 
faces of fear and everybody else battling who was it just beefcake and hogan in that terrible triple tower of doom match dude it was eight, it was eight against two i mean i'd have to go through the whole list but you know hogan brian pillman was starting to get super over doing his outsider gimmick so hogan wanted him in the cage match so he could just beat him i mean this is what we were dealing with yeah. here in hugh morris even in 96 when it was good <laughs> it was not well yeah I it guess. was good in 96 there was there were good portions in 96 i don't consider that at the top of one of those that was things. not one of the good things in 96 no. harlem heat was good in 96 and by the way speaking of of 1996 world championship wrestling i've got to clarify something here because as i was reviewing the impact show on about 10 shows this week i did in fact use the term crash tv to describe the AEW show where literally there was like something happening in every single solitary segment, sometimes multiple things in every segment. I had some people that when they heard that, their reaction was that I was basically comparing Dynamite on Wednesday to a Vince Russo show. I want to make this absolutely, positively, abundantly clear. In no universe was my reference to Crash TV a comparison between AEW Dynamite on Wednesday and a Vince Russo booked show. Yes, Russo did do what we refer to as Crash TV. But when I said Crash TV, what I was referencing was that period during the Monday Night Wars where both sides were just boom, 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 boom. This, that, throwing everything at the wall. MTV effect. Some t I mean, that's not... Net Listen, Russo shows... Let me tell you something. I have been very critical of WWE since the famous, in my mind, fall of 2018. Which coincidentally was the fall of 2018 for which they have never recovered. Mm -hmm. As bad as WWE has been since that period, as nonsensical as some of the programming has been... As wacky as these storylines are, we see storylines where things are booked in reverse. We see things that start and stop. And I can count literally on like one hand the number of WWE shows that I have ever seen that are as bad as 1990s Vince Russo WCW programming. I have never seen an AEW show that is even in the same universe as these shows that Vince Russo booked in the 90s. So if you thought that's what I meant, trust me, I didn't. I did think that there was way too much stuff going on. But again, as I reviewed the shows, I did feel that Dynamite was the significantly better show. And the ratings here bear that out. The Winter is Coming special... The follow-up here this past Wednesday, 995,000 viewers. Now, I had some people freaking out that it didn't hit a million, but listen to me. It doesn't, I mean, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but that is hardly the number one thing that you should be looking at. In 18 to 49, in men 18 to 49, AEW was the number one show on all of cable. I'm talking, I'm not talking take out sports, take out news. If you include everything, AEW was the number one show in males 18 to 49 on cable. 
if you talk persons 18 to 49, which is how they rank the chart, AEW was number two in persons 18 to 49. It was number two on the chart. That is its highest of all time. They have never ranked number two before. The year over year, the growth of, of AEW, if you look at this year as compared to last year, Dynamite is up 27.9% in overall viewership and 60.7% in 18 to 49. That's now, compared to November of last year, a month after they debuted. This was a sky-high number. And we could talk more about this and how NXT did when we come back from the break, Wrestling Observer Live. Come my lady, come, come my lady You're my butterfly, sugar, baby Such a sexy, sexy, pretty little thing This paper bitch, you got me sprung with your tongue ring And I ain't gonna lie, cause your loving gets me high So to keep you by my side, there's nothing that I won't try Butterflies in her eyes and her looks to kill Time is... Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin, UVB rays burn, and both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt. Call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. 
Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. If you want all of the ups, downs, loss, blah, 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 all that stuff is in the Observer this week, WrestlingObserver.com. But I will give you the last thing that is important to talk about here. We're a year into this Wednesday Night War. And here is a stat for you, everybody. If you take the overall 18-49 of AEW and you add in the overall 18-49 of NXT, so you basically just combine the two shows, there are more human beings 18-49 to that watch wrestling on Wednesday nights than watch Monday Night Raw. And there are essentially the same number of 18 to 49-year-old viewers watching wrestling on Wednesday as watch SmackDown, which is on the Fox Network free TV on Friday nights. That's what we have achieved in a year, this Wednesday night war. So, yes, you can look at the numbers and you can say, well, combined, blah, 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 blah. Yes, combined, Raw and SmackDown, in terms of total viewership, are there are more people watching Raw and SmackDown than AEW and NXT. But in the key demo, if you take out the very, very old people, which is a gigantic number of, of NXT viewers, and of course, Raw and SmackDown as well, if you subtract the very old people and the very young people, and you look at the money demo, right now, Wednesday, to those people, is wrestling night above Monday and tied with Friday Night SmackDown. That is an incredible stat. And we'll see where it goes, but, I mean, it's going to be very interesting when this pandemic is over. What happens when fans come back to buildings? What's going to happen? How much is this going to boost WWE? How much is this going to boost AEW and NXT? Is NXT going to move to buildings? Or are they going to stay... In the Performance Center, the the Thunderdome, or Capital Wrestling Center, whatever they're calling it. I don't know the answer to that, but we're probably less than a year away from fans filling up those buildings again. And we'll see what that means for professional wrestling. So there you go. Hey, not much more to add to that. I mean, and at AEW's numbers across all the demos, number one, males 18 to 49, number two, males 18 to 34, number two, uh, women 18 to or 12 to 34, all of these, you know, numbers, and they all matter. And really the overall number matters too. And if you're a wrestling fan, even if you're a NXT supporter first and you're one of those 660,000 every week, you should be rooting for AEW uh, to increase the, the pie for everybody because, you know, rising tides lift all ships, or at least they should. And WWE, 
obviously he needs to do better in a lot of ways here, but nobody is rooting against WWE here. You know, we point out the things that are wrong and we point out the things that don't make any sense and are wacky because we want to see wrestling succeed. We want to see them do their best. And, you know, everybody wants to batter AEW. Oh, they threw everything against the wall and they couldn't even get a million people. They did get a million people. They averaged out at 995,000 people. And regardless of whether you think they threw too much at the wall on Wednesday night, the bottom line is for the last two weeks, it's worked. And what numbers come in and what they see from each segment and all that, if they can adjust to it and keep on improving it, great. Because it's better for everybody if they're doing strongly, period. A couple of other news notes here. We'll do some feedback here in a while. Bobby Fish out of action for a while. He has undergone surgery after the War Games match. Apparently they were wrestling, and he was in a steel cage. And yes. the cage sliced his triceps. Ooh. And... Ouch. Necessitated surgery, so that sucks. Mm. And obviously, Candice LeRae broke her arm, but she was on TV on, on the show. And everybody else, I guess, banged up, but nothing serious. So that is the update there. Any update on Indy's neck? Or you think she's going to be in that thing like Bob Arton had the uh, the cast on for all those years? Like Pat McAfee on his show? <laughs> so like, like you? Disgusted. What are you? McAfee's what are you talking about? Stole that from you, didn't he? I mean, it may have, but I was yeah. legitimately injured, so I don't know what you're talking about. MDK all day. They also reported in The Observer, AW Champion will be on this Tuesday's edition of Impact and, quote, will headline at least some Impact pay-per-view shows. They are strongly leading in the direction of he's going to be the belt collector. I don't know if he's going to win the TNA title, but I don't think it's out of the possibility, out of the realm of possibility. Now, obviously, one issue, one issue with... Kenny Omega becoming the belt collector is this. Let's say that Kenny Omega goes in and he beats Rich Swan and he wins the Impact title. Cool. Now he's got all these world championships. He's got the AAA mega title. He's got the AW title. And now he's won the, the TNA title, the Impact title. Now what? The idea has always been at AW, no champion has ever gone and lost in another organization. So, if he wins the Impact title, he's got to lose it, or he, he he would have to either lose it as AEW champion, which means somebody in Impact would have to beat the AEW champion, which they've never been willing to do before, or he holds that title until he loses the AEW title, and then he would go on to lose the Impact title. The Mega title is different, because in Mexico, you can lose a title on a countout. You can lose a title on a DQ. So... If AAA decides we need our belt back, which I actually don't think they need their belt back, but if they decided that they did, he could lose it without being pinned, submitted, etc. Impact is going to be different. You could do a three-way where somebody pins somebody else and wins the title without beating him, but eh, I don't really like that. So we'll see what happens. It's an interesting scenario, but why would Kenny Omega be headlining pay-per-views in Impact Wrestling but not be in a championship match? He's the AW champion. So this will be interesting. How about this great idea that I just thought of? How about this? Kenny Omega defeats Rich Swan and he wins the title. And obviously Don Callis, being the invisible hand, he does something 
and helps facilitate that. Now, he's in a position of power at Impact, but he's not the only person in power at Impact. That is a company that is owned by Anthem. How about Anthem gets a, themselves a uh, somebody to stand in? They're Sandy Scott. They're, uh, they're president. They're enforcer. Somebody to lay down some rules and to try to counterbalance Don Callis. And they hire Lance Storm. And they strip Kenny Omega of the title. And yes, it may be a cheesy way to get the title off Kenny Omega, but he doesn't lose. Some, somehow down the line... Kenny Omega's got to get some comeuppance from somebody in Impact, so you can let that happen and play itself out, and we get Lance Storm paid. Unfortunately, being Canadian dollars, but he's used to that. I don't know if Lance. I don't know how much Lance Storm can travel right now. I don't think he can travel at all. He would have to be but doing all of this it, from his house. That's okay. They they can figure out something. Green screens and all that sort of stuff. It can be happening. It can be done. All right, a couple of other notes right here. The World Tag League and Best of the Super Juniors have been decided, so obviously spoilers if you haven't watched it yet. Hiromu beat Desperado to win the tournament, so he goes on to the Tokyo Dome to get a shot at the IWG, uh, IWGP Junior title. And in the semi-main, the Gorillas of Destiny defeated Finn Juice. So they will be going on to get a tag team title match. Now, and by the way, that's the first time they've ever won. I have not seen it yet, but I was in fact told that the main event of the show last night was absolutely fantastic. So have you seen this match yet, Mike? No, unfortunately not yet. Adam Summers has flipped his lid over it, though, so I know it was. it's going to be good. There was no way it wasn't going to be good, and I didn't think there was any way that Hiromu wasn't winning that match. So for people to, to really be this happy about it in the rush to the end of it, I guess it was uh, really, really strong. And, and I know a lot of people want to see Hiromu move up and wait, and at some point he is. You know, they got show, they got Robbie Eagles, they have so many people down there that are really ready to be elevated, but... One more run for Hiromu at the beginning of the year in the junior division, I think, is going to be would be good stuff. But uh, the matches coming up at the dome are going to be awesome. All right, so I'm not sure exactly what this means. I, it's I seem to think I know what it means. Changes coming to the Ring of Honor final battle card. Four wrestlers off the show. Ring of Honor announced today that as a result of pre-travel COVID-19 testing, Bandito, EC3, Flamita, and Kenny King are not going to be at final battle. That sounds to me like they all failed. I don't know what else that would mean. As a result of pre-travel COVID-19 testing, Bandito, EC3, Flamita, and Kenny King will not be there. How does that not mean that they failed? Although it doesn't say they failed, but what else could that mean? I don't know. Maybe someone could fill me in. But they are... I presume they had to have failed because it adds that all four wrestlers are doing well and resting at home. So anyway, they're off the show, and that, of course, is taking place yeah. December 18th. That's the show. Brody King getting a shot at the ROH World Heavyweight Championship. So best wishes to all of them. Yeah, it was supposed to be EC3 and, and Jay Briscoe, which I was kind of looking forward to that a little bit, and that's off here. But, uh, yeah, and there's a lot of news on Cubs fan uh, reporting on some things, too. But, yeah, it says uh, – Pre-travel test uh, so done in Mexico for Bandito and Flamita. So that's what did cause them to, to be off. So this person here says maybe they missed the test, i.e. did not take it. Well, I know there are a lot of places where, I mean, it's it takes, at this point, it's taken forever to get a test and forever to get the results back. But 
we're we're over a week away from the show, and I would think that if that were the issue, like there's time, but more in a moment, Observer Live. Right now, the Home Depot is home of smart home gifts for smart home gift givers. Like the Ring Indoor Camera, Ring Outdoor Camera, and Ring Video Doorbell. Plus, right now, get free shipping on any smart home gift purchases over 45 bucks. The top names in smart home at the best name in home improvement. That's smart gift giving. Improved. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. U.S. only. See store for details. Mary's Bistro delivery business is bustling and ready to burst. Orders 34, 35, and 36 are up. Who's handling these? Hello, Mary's Bistro, now delivering. It's time to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit Indeed.com credit and get a $75 credit for your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week. And I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now and tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-715-5721-855-715-5721-855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, my heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. That's 800 4771 You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Yes, everyone. Yes, in fact, I opened up the phone lines. Brave man. 844-913-2727. 844-913-2727 is the 
telephone number. Text message that I'll get into in a moment, 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com, at Brian Alvarez on Twitter. And we're going to set the bar low, everybody. Ryan in Cumberland, you're on the air. Well, I was uh, researching Zeus, and he blew my mind. Uh, his match with Hulk Hogan had... SummerSlam got a higher star rating by Dave Meltzer than the Brain Busters and Heart Foundation match, so he must have been somewhat of a decent worker to pull that off. Oh, yeah? Who was in the match, Ryan? Well, it was Zeus, Macho Man against Hulk Hogan and Bruce Beefcake, which aren't the only good worker is Macho Man. So you had the Macho Man Randy Savage in this match. He's usually worth three on his own. And Hulk Hogan. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, Brutus, I want to thank you very much for the call, Ryan. No, I mean, I first off, it's everybody's opinion what you rate matches. But, I mean, I watched those Saturday Night's Main events, and I was a fan of Brutus the Barber Beefcake when I was a kid. <laughs> you would be. And I was a fan of, of all of these guys that I later... Actually, there were a lot of guys that I thought were great, and I look back, and they actually are great. And there are others that I didn't get it, so I thought they were fine, and then years later I realized they were bad. But the great <laughs> ones were, in fact, as great as I remembered. There's a difference between an NWA fan and a WWF fan, because an NWA fan grows up with heels where there's actually got to be intense hate that you build up towards them. WWF, a little bit different. Oh, I had intense hatred for, like, the Earthquake and Dino Bravo. But the point of this is, Brutus Beefcake was not, like, a great worker, but, like, he could do exciting things, and the fans loved him, and it wasn't a disaster. So I'll watch that match again at some point. And I'll determine if it, in fact, was better than, what, the Heart Foundation versus the Brain Busters? Brain Busters. First off, which... somebody in the chat find out if that's true, and then find out what they even did in that uh, that gimmick, that match. Was it like three minutes in a DQ finish, or what did they do? And hey, was maybe it was just the... a better match. That's possible, everybody. Sometimes the... a better match can be the match you don't expect to be better. Not a He's rule. A... Was that Saturday Night's main event? No, SummerSlam. SummerSlam was that? When was the last? No, I guess it was Saturday Night's main event. Is when the the Brain Busters, the Brain lost Busters, and the Heart Foundation. Brilliant. Holy smoke! You know, I always talk about. Sorry to interrupt, Mike. I'm not sorry. No, I yeah, always yeah, talk yeah, about sure. how it's so weird. I watch stuff from like 20 years ago and 30 years ago, and it just blows my mind that something happened in 2020 where I watch those shows and I'm like, how? It's too much of a coincidence. I just happened to watch. A Saturday night's main event with the Brainbusters versus the Rockers. Mm. The same, like the day after, I watched the Young Bucks versus FTR. And the Young Bucks and FTR was better. But I watched the match the next day and I was like, FTR must have watched this match 35,000 times. (laughs) Like, it was the same match. Different moves, obviously, and they had more time on the AEW pay-per-view, but it was uncanny to watch the the Rockers versus... And super kicks galore. I mean, it was crazy. It was crazy. I watched one right after the other by coincidence. Of course, this week, we're going to be watching the tiny... The the Zeus show, and he just passed away. It's so strange. I I was never. I'm still not a fan of the Young Bucks. For as much as people love Young Bucks and, and TH2, and I didn't hate it or anything, it's it's never 
to that frenetic pace and their that type of style that they they work on a regular basis with those types of teams. It's ne- I'm never going to be that big of a fan of it or, or as big of a fan of it as I am with like FTR style of tag team wrestling. But the bottom line is, the Young Bucks are a no doubt Hall of Fame tag team. You know, regardless of what anybody thinks about them, they are a Hall of Fame tag team. How they've marketed themselves, all of the all of those things, and that's going to be debated down the line when they're up again for the Observer Hall of Fame. But FTR down the line, I mean, they're great. And it's one of the reasons I think there should be more tag teams recognized by the Observer Hall of Fame or just in general, because I know the wrestling business has always been down on tag teams. They have since, you know, basically the early 70s. Tag team territories were were gone. But you can still main event with tag teams, you know, whether it be Slaughter and Cranoodle and Youngblood and Steamboat. A lot of these teams, you know, that's where they get their blood from. Is that, you know, the Young Blood and Steamboat against the Briscoes, down the line into the Rock and Roll Express, the Midnight Express, the Hart Foundation, Tully and Arn. These teams have such an incredible influence and impact on what we see. And guys that are fans of tag team wrestling that are coming up in the business who are like the Bucks, who are like FTR, that have plans to stay as teams, I don't know about forever, but for a long, long ass time, a majority of the duration of their careers. Man, those teams from the past have so much influence and still offer so much to be brought into a new generation and a new generation of viewers. So uh, more tag team wrestling pleases. Hey, listen, if you want to get mad at me, knock yourselves out, I don't care. Young Bucks Hall of Fame tag team. They are a great tag team. And when you add in everywhere they've gone during their careers, if you add in how they were able to market themselves, as you noted, when they were on the indies, if you add in starting AEW and where AEW is today, I mean, Kenny Omega's in. The Young Bucks, they're going to be in, I think. Yeah. you uh, To me, there's an easier case in some ways to make for the Young Bucks being put into the North American side of the Hall of Fame than there was for Kenny Omega in some ways than in, in, in the Japanese going in in the Japanese category. I mean, I, the Young Bucks, their track record and the amount of years at this point, too, when you think about the, them being the old Bucks, I mean, look how long they have been around for and, and the consistent level that they've been at and also where they've gotten with this company. Now, that may have something to, more to do with it later on, how people look at the, the success of AEW, not only for, for them, but for Cody and, and Omega and everybody else that's at the top there, but they're off to a pretty good start. And they got uh, the show off to a pretty good start this week with TH2 because it was 934,000 viewers, 530,018 to 49. So they certainly got that show off to a fine, fine start. And... Let me just shoehorn in this other thing because we didn't talk about it yesterday. FTR and Varsity Blondes was awesome for what it was. And I know people are really high on Brian Pillman, and deservedly so, Brian Pillman Jr., but Griff Garrison and that team, Tony Khan and whoever has put this together has done very smart things. They put those two together as a team, and they put the acclaim together. Because I was big on Max Caster, and Bowens has got a, a great look. They are, I don't know where they're going to go with them, and I'm not sure if they're going to be too shoehorned into the main show with so much stuff going on. Hopefully they don't get lost in the mix. But they are going to stand out, and down the line, if they can continue to gel and develop as a team and as workers, man, they got a lot of good stuff down the line. And 
heaven forbid, can we get a Crockett Cup this year? Because with the North, with the possibility of the North or Gallows and Anderson or Motor City Machine Guns, with everybody that could be brought in from, obviously not many left in the NWA, but all those teams from, from AEW, man, this could be a hell of a year. You could do 16 teams easy and have a hell of a time. Taryn, you're on the air. What is going on? Hey, boys. How are you on this Friday? Good. Living. <laughs> so, just a quick question for you. Isn't tonight the first night that WWE... You just texted me, didn't you, buddy? Yeah, I texted you, and I figured you weren't going to read it. So I, I was actually going to read call. it next, but I went to your call first. Oh, well, there you go. We should ask for something else in life. Tell your youngster <laughs> hello. I want to thank you very much for the call. Yes, everybody. Tonight. <laughs> what? Tell your youngster hello and goodbye. At least you get yeah, to the I man's can, text. I can hear the kid crying over there, yelling and screaming. <laughs> no. Listen, tonight is the first night that WWE is using Tropicana Field as the Thunderdome. Uh, uh, the Raw show on Monday was the final night in the Amway Center. They've moved. And why they haven't made a big deal out of it? Well, I don't know. But if I try to put on my Vince McMahon psychology hat, I would bet you dollars to donuts that if you didn't know they moved, you ain't going to know when you watch SmackDown tonight. It's going to be built the exact same way. It's going to look exactly the same. It's going to be shot exactly the same. It, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, okay? But, like, if it were going to be substantially different, why didn't they make a big deal out of it? I think you're not even going to notice that they moved. And my feeling, if they don't say anything tonight, I could be proven wrong. I'm fine with that. But if they don't mention it tonight, I think that Vince feels if we announce that we move to another building, somebody's going to ask why we weren't allowed to stay in the other place. Why were we kicked out? Can't have that. So we'll just pretend we're somewhere else. Dude, this is a guy that if they run a Raw or SmackDown in a small town, a Fargo, they won't even mention where they're at. They'll mention the big, like, if they run in Tacoma, they'll claim they're in Seattle. If they run in Everett, they'll claim they're in Seattle. That's what we're dealing with here. That's what I think is going on. But maybe they just moved and didn't want to mention it. I don't know. I don't think they should make a big deal out of it anyway. I mean, you could do more in theory with, you know, the aesthetics of the baseball stadium, shooting off fireworks and, and lots of stuff. But unless you're doing, to me... Go ahead and wait on that till the Royal Rumbles. Feel this place out, you know. Uh, again, because of the way the setup is, I can't believe it'll look any different either. You know, you just darken the rest of the building, you cordon off and pipe and drape or whatever the the big budget you know thing you know to deal with that is huge curtains or whatever, and nobody's going to know the difference anyway. I think you want to utilize that stadium, maybe do that for the Royal Rumble, and then they're going to be in. I'm assuming Raymond James again, right, for WrestleMania, or they're going to be there. Well, either we'll way. Out. Well, either way, you go ahead and light it up then. And I, I just don't think uh, it's necessary to even to waste the money on it just for the regular shows. This person here says, I don't mind all the storylines going on at the same time. It's better than having 50% of the roster doing nothing. Well, sure, it's better than that. But, I mean, I mention this all the time when people do this. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. You can either have something happening. In, it's not like you must have something happening in every single solitary segment, two things in every segment, or nothing. It doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. I, I would Plant prefer, I, as a fan, I would prefer a little less than what they did on Dynamite. 
But no, I'm not saying just do a bunch of nothing happen in matches and an angle or two. Absolutely not. That would be ridiculous. That's my complaint about NXT half the time is we have a random match. Why? I don't know. What happens when it's over? I got no idea. We just had a match for the sake of having a match. No, I don't want that. Okay? I, I like what they're doing overall. I just felt that there was too much the last two weeks. It felt like there was too much stuff happening. It's a lot. It's so much in your face. And you can plant seeds and you can put things subconsciously in people's minds without always having to hit them over the head the way you put segments into place. You know, there, there's ways, again, there's ways to do it without having a run-in or having a fight or a to-the-back after every segment. And, you know, there's been companies worse at that, as we've talked about, than AEW. But, again, sometimes a little less will get you a lot more. This person here says, Half of the quarters being over 1 million total viewers helps show that AEW has gotten people over. These people did not just tune in to see Sting and then leave. That's true. Back in a moment, Observer Live. even recognize myself anymore i'm really worried about him his addiction i haven't seen him like this ever hey look i, I never wanted to start using I, I knew the drill but i was out of options i, I just want to tell him it's not your fault there are people out there who can help people who have felt your pain they know what you're going through this has to stop I, i'm losing everything Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. 
If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851-800-439-7851-800-439-7851-800-439-7851 You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Here's that question again, everybody. Can we say that Twitter trends mean something to the 18 to 49 numbers? AEW had six things trending. NXT didn't have anything until Killer Cross returned. Well, I say it every week. Dave does not believe that the Twitter trending has anything to do with anything. But I have a buddy that has been tracking it every week. And I usually get a text on Wednesday that pretty much tells me how far apart things are going to be on Thursday. So, yes, the last couple of weeks, tons of things trending on AEW, nothing trending on NXT, and the gap was very, very substantial. And there have been weeks where a lot of things have trended on NXT, and they've done significantly better than usual. So I do believe there is something to these Twitter trends. Hey, look, this with those types of analytics, there are people, some people dismiss them, some people don't think they're tangible or will sell or any of that sort of stuff, but there are other people that do. And they can point to a lot of direct engagement with their product. And again, it's not my business to know how to sell that stuff or how to market that stuff or anything, but it's nice to be able to throw that stuff up at the wall uh, when it comes to advertisers and Hey, it seems to be working right now for AEW. For a lot of people, look, you could say what you want about Raw, but they've had a 25-year head start, and what they've done in a year with AEW, certainly in tough times, they've given themselves good footing. And this person says, I understand that Crash TV episodes, they definitely need a cool-down period. I don't know about a 14-man tag this week. Actually, I'm very much looking forward to a 14-man tag. Yes. That could be awesome insanity wacky so i am that is not an issue with me one bit now maybe when it's over i'll say maybe we need to take a break from those 14 man tags but going in i can't wait for that match we're out of time everybody want to thank y'all for listening mike as always callers and listeners everybody in the studio twitch.tv slash f4w video we'll talk to you next time wrestling observer live